Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 68 of Casting the Net. Today's episode is all about the anointing of the sick and how it is a key sacrament in the seven sacraments. They talk a lot about grace and how sufferings resemble those of the Savior. So some really interesting points uh, that were made today. So we hope you enjoy today's episode and we'll see you again next week. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey friends, here we are again. If you are tuning in for Casting the Net, you have found the right place. If you're trying to find something else, sorry about your luck. <laughs> come, in, come in and stay a while. It's, yeah, but stay a free. while. It was, we, we, we cannot in good conscience charge you for this material. <laughs> Please stay. Please stay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Father Dave and Rick, and we are always grateful that you're taking time to connect with us as we continue to converse about the faith in ways that is impact, impactful for daily living. And we have had a quite an extended um, collection of episodes about the sacraments, and we've been looking more specifically at each one of the seven sacraments, these great events that that Christ himself has established for us to encounter no less than the living God. And I, I think next in the queue is the sacrament, another sacrament of healing mm. known as the sacrament of the sick, and there are such wild misunderstandings of this one. Mm. What's, the, what's the wildest one you've encountered? Well, I'm recalling a, a time, it was, it was many years ago, I was considerably younger, mm and called into a uh, an ICU in, in the hospital in the city where I was serving and living. And immediately upon entering into the room, uh, the person who was in great distress became even more distressed. Oh, at the sight of yeah, a vitals, vitals uh escalated. Okay. I did recognize that and at the same time was asked to step out of the room. That, yeah. That's very, very rare does that ever happen. Yeah. So it was uh, someone of a, a Hispanic background. I just remember that large family, large family that was also seemingly scared mm-hmm. that the, the priest's arrival was, was well, not understood as yeah. one of hope. It was beckoning yeah, or, or a sign of mortality. death. Mortality, exactly. Death is on... Is, is on the horizon. Yes. So you need to yeah. perform the anointing. That, yeah, and yeah. time and again, Rick, I will say that my ex, my experience has been oftentimes, not always, that we want to hold off yeah. for what people still sometimes refer to as the last rites. Like mm-hmm. that is the that's the last accommodation that can be mm-hmm. made. You mm-hmm. know, until that moment there's still hope. And at that moment, uh, all hope is obliterated, and we'll call the priest to make sure that the mm. last rites are received. Yeah, th- th- that's what I'm talking okay. about—the yeah. wild misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I-, I would say in the last, I mean, since Vatican II, the sacrament has has um, the understanding of the sacrament has evolved to the point where it's it's not just. Um, last rites or extreme unction or something that's called upon when when uh, the recipient is on death's door. 
Um, it's for serious illness as well. Um, anytime there needs to be a strengthening um, for weakness or, or wavering that, that comes about through through physical suffering, physical illness. Sure. Um, and it's you know I sort of an analogous experience on my part. I, I, I got a taste of it a little bit last, uh, last school year. Hmm. Just, you know, I, I got a glimpse into the, um, the fittingness or the appropriateness for there being a sacrament of the sick. I, uh, I got strep throat, <laughs> right. which is, which is always a delight when you, when you get strep throat as a grown up. Not an uncommon experience in your household. Is no, it? no. I, I'm pretty sure it's not the, the only time I've gotten it, but it's, it's the most memorable, at least yeah. because it's the, the most recent, but, um, the symptoms hit at like three in the morning. Oh, wow. Um, you know, fever, shivering, achiness, uh, sore throat, couldn't breathe very well. I felt like I had cotton balls in the back of my throat. Um, <clears throat> I took some, some medication for the symptoms, but even worse than the physical symptoms was I, I felt an anxiety. Huh? Like I, I was to the point where I needed to get up and do some pacing. I, I woke, I woke, wow. Christ, I woke Christina. Wow. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? <clears throat> um, but I just, you know, all the thoughts are racing through my head. Like I can't, I can't, I don't have time for this. I'm going to get up in three hours and I'm going to have to feed four kids and dress, you know, two of right, them and get right, them out the door right. for school and this and that. And just just racked with anxiety. Yes. And like if, if I felt that way psychologically and spiritually from strep throat, it's easy to see how more serious illnesses and even being on death's doorstep right. could uh, be a precarious thing. Right. Spiritually. Right. Which is actually an interesting commentary <laughs> on the sorts of creatures we are. I mean, we, we've talked in long form about how um, you know, human beings are body-soul unions or body-soul unities I'm not just a body. Um, I'm not just a soul that happens to be attached to a body. Without without my body and my soul, I'm not a human being. Yes. Um, but because of that unity, it stands to reason that when I feel something physically, there would be you know psychological or spiritual repercussions. Sure. You know. So sure. That kind of makes sense. An impact or a consequence yeah. spiritually. And so it's it's actually a beautiful thing that there is a sacrament to um to to account for that. You know, in these these trying times. Yeah. When what we're feeling physically might have a have a, a psychological or a spiritual, like an immaterial um, manifestation, there's there's a sacrament for that to help pull you through. Yeah, as with all the sacraments, our Lord appreciates different moments, different movements within our journey across the earthly stage, where encountering His presence and His power stands to be especially helpful. Mm-hmm. Along our way, yeah. In the book of James, which is a New Testament book, we hear, "Are there sick people among you? Let them send for the right. priests of the church." That the instruction is given for for the priest to come and to pray and to anoint mm-hmm. in the with with oil that the bishop annually blesses. That we acknowledge the power of God to be able to heal, and we call upon that. Now, in this particular sacrament, there is a seriousness that is acknowledged that needs to be necessary for this sacrament to be received, and the Church, in her love for us, is trying to eliminate um, fears of superstition. Right, right, to right. to run time and again to get anointed. Yeah. So the instruction is clear that it is serious mm-hmm. illness. Now, clear in that it's serious and clear that the recipient herself or himself 
has to use the virtue of prudence to gauge that, Mm -hmm. right? Physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Mm -hmm. Any kind of surgery, any kind of surgery that is going to introduce anesthesia into into the body Mm -hmm. is a serious... Yeah, it's a serious thing. Serious thing. There's no such thing as minor surgery. Right, right, right. So we ought not to labor over degrees of seriousness in, in the church lovingly. She makes she administers these sacraments to those who appropriately request mm-hmm. and the sacrament of the sick and it is if the sacrament is the encounter with Christ which we hold it to be true and we've been repeating ourselves here time and again then why would i want to ration that mm-hmm. let me make my way <laughs> right to the minister of the church mm-hmm. to receive that sacrament that i might receive the grace and the power, and that it might be God's will that that very grace will be displayed and demonstrated through a restoration of my health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just finished a book um, written by Matthew Levering, who's a lay mm. theologian. Um, I like him. Yeah, he's good. He uh, teaches at Mundelein Seminary, which is just outside of Chicago. Uh, but it's called Dying in the Virtues. <clears throat> mm. And in the chapter on uh, on anointing of the sick— he refers to that sacrament or this sacrament, the one we're talking about, as the uh, the, the sacrament. <coughs> Excuse me, <clears throat> I might need to be anointed, Father. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the sacrament of self surrender, um, for the reasons that we, we've just been talking about, mm. you know, the, the difficulty that uh, that physical illness poses for the human person, mm. and uh, the idea is that every every sort of illness involves a kind of surrender. Like we're, we are we are losing control. Which is hard for us moderns because we're under the illusion that we can control so much mm. in life, and we really, mm. you know, when you when you take stock, there's a fair amount we can control, but there's quite a bit we can as well. <laughs> um, but there's a surrendering going on; we're losing control, and you know, Christians experience that, and non-Christians alike. Uh, the the difference is the Christian has the opportunity to, in the midst of that surrender, say, "Thy will be done." Yeah. Not as like a resignation to fate, like oh well, you know whatever is going to happen is going to happen. That's that's a pagan idea. Yes, uh, it's it's a hopeful um, desire. Yes, um, which which echoes Christ's own words in in right. the Garden of Gethsemane. You know his reaction to the prospect of physical suffering and, and death. Um, it's a and that's that's not a natural human response. Right, the natural human response is to cling. And to 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 fight and to try to control things um, to the point of almost egoism, you know. Yes. Um, the beauty of the sacrament of uh, the sick is that the grace involved in that sacrament has the power to um, to to kill that sort of obstinance. Yeah. You know, to give us the power to say, "Thy will be done." Yes. And in doing so, um, you know, our suffering becomes more like more Christic, more like yeah. Christ's. That's right. And so, you know, uh, sick people have a have a uh, a revered place in the church because their their sufferings um more personally and closely resemble those of the savior. Absolutely. And so, the sacrament that we receive, the, the one we're talking about, um basically gives us the uh the power to say yes, mm. you know, to embrace it mm. rather mm. than to to egoistically resist and fight and yeah, you know. Not not that not that we want to be, you know, just Again, we're, we're not fatalistic. Sure. There's a difference. Sure. But, um, you know, becoming pliable, um, 
instruments in God's hands. Well, leaning more on the Lord in our vulnerability. Right, right. So the modern response, as you so aptly described, is to resist that, that somehow I can marshal whatever uh, it takes to be able to overcome the difficulty, mm-hmm. right? That the, the remedy lies within me, <clears throat> within other physical means that I might employ to make that happen. Yeah. The, the mature Christian, the intentional disciple, the missionary disciple, recognizes a reliance always upon God. And that reliance is to connect with God in the midst of my plight, whatever that may be. Right. And that isn't naivete. It is a spiritual surrender mm-hmm. to the one who is Lord, Savior, Messiah, and King. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just recalling with the sacrament. I hadn't thought about this for a while, but I had a an episode with cancer 20 years ago that um, was a was a serious, I mean, all aspects of cancer mm-hmm. and seriousness to it, but involved pretty significant surgery. And I was, um, you know, here I am, the priest, right? <laughs> and I was not interested in some sort of public display sure. uh, in the reception of the sacrament and knew that I wanted to avail myself of the grace as, as it was uh, unexpectedly discovered and a diagnosis that was serious and required um, imminent surgery. And the outcome was unknown until mm. the surgery was was underway, and that was explained to me that, that would be the case. And, and I remember at that time having a spiritual director. It happened to be a priest that I it was was meeting with monthly, r- roughly, to talk talk about life. Yeah, sure. And uh, I remember calling him and asking him, "Could I, could I receive the sacrament of the sick?" And I received the sacrament of the sick from him just privately, mm-hmm. his office. And it was it was humbling and it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, I, I I can't say that I had certainty that. The, the the cancer would be removed in its entirety. I can't say that. Mm-hmm. But I did have certainty that the Lord was going to provide. Right. And an anxiety, uh, a fear, a worry, an edginess that I was trying to repress. Yep. It was removed. That's what wow. grace did. Yeah. That's what grace did. That's, yeah. Beautiful. I mean, a few things you please, said there please. Um, are, are worth commenting on. Uh, yeah, going back to your point about um, eliminating eliminating the superstition behind the sacraments and this one in particular, there's, you know, I mean, God certainly has the, the power, the capacity to, to heal whatever is ailing the person through the sacrament. If he, if he wills, if there's, yes. a, if there's a spiritual benefit that will, will come about, but it's, it's not guaranteed. What is guaranteed is that the grace to, to, you know, as you said, to, to assuage the anxiety, to um, combat the other spiritual problems that arise from illness will be communicated. Like that will work. Hmm. Um, and it's it's uh you know that that's all the sacraments have a beauty obviously, but it's it's these um you know not as glamorous ones that really catch my eye yeah uh, anointing of the sick um, marriage which we'll we'll talk about next but yes um, in the case of sacrament of the sick you know, here is this this event that is that we 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 try to resist we that we find revolting yes and there's a there's a beautiful irony that in yes. that moment. For those moments, uh, there's a sacrament for it. Let's not reduce this sacrament or any of the sacraments to that um, fire alarm. 
that yeah. we that we we break the glass and in, in, in a right. last desperate act if we have right. to, but rather to discern that means to use our noggin and to consider carefully an opportunity that God might be presenting to us to connect with him in a deeply personal and wonderful way. Mm-hmm. And friends, I might encourage those of you who are who are Catholic Christians in particular, if you yourself are in need of the sacrament, if it's a serious illness that is just causing you um, great discomfort and suffering and worry and fear, physical, emotional, and spiritual, or you know someone, be an advocate. Uh, the, the the priests of the church are are so eager to, to make this sacrament available. Mm-hmm. It it typically is one that is administered by request. Typically, that's kind of how it usually happens. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I'm visiting uh, hospitals, oftentimes when I'm visiting hospitals, sometimes uh, homebound uh, people and uh, others who may be in. Um, nursing homes or other facilities where they're unable to to come to church as well freely and regularly mm-hmm. but the sacrament of the sick this uh this wonderful i i just it, it's it, it's one of the great delights of my priestly life and ministry is to be able to be with others in such um need of help and assistance and wanting to belong and not being alone and i I see the mercy applied. Yeah. I see the healing applied sure. through words and actions that are done. Yeah. Well, I mean, the sacrament that you're offering at that moment has the power to configure, you know, in a special way, uh, the recipient to Christ and His self-offering mm. to the Father, mm. you know, and giving that person, you know, the the, the power to do it in a very vulnerable yes. state condition. Yes. Yes. So, friends, the sacrament of the sick. Um, one of the seven sacraments that our blessed Lord gives as part of the treasury of the church, a treasury that's not meant to be hoarded, but a treasury <laughs> that is meant to be liberally um, shared for the benefit of those whom we serve. I'm Father Dave. He's Rick. Two fathers trying to become better fathers, mm. right? Amen. And by means of God's grace and mercy, we know that that's possible. We thank you for joining us again. We're casting the net. Friends, he's Rick, and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.